Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Lots to talk about. Goodness me, yesterday the big stories just kept on coming, uh, providing us with an awful lot of fodder uh, for the show today and um, extraordinary events last night uh, in America where we did see uh, at uh, around 10 o'clock last night a jury returning unanimous verdict of guilty uh, to the uh, police officer Derek Chauvin uh, in the trial of the murder of George Floyd, of course, which sparked the Black Lives Matter protests around the world last year. Um, that story has dominated an awful lot of the broadcast media. Obviously, the newspaper is still very much focused on the collapse of the European Super League. As, uh, as one wag on uh, social media was pointing out, the European Super League plan for all the billions and all the top clubs involved um, ended up lasting even less time than the boat was stuck in the Suez Canal. So that just goes to show you how quick that was uh, started and suddenly over. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, those two stories and, of course, plenty more besides, uh, including the decision of the Prime Minister to end uh, those uh, White House-style press briefings. We've only had about three of them, haven't we? So if anyone wants to buy a couple of uh, used uh, union flags and, uh, and some podiums, I know someone who's selling. First up, though, let's uh, talk to uh, Benjamin Butterworth. He's late editor at the I newspaper. He's going to be joining us all morning. Good morning to you, Benjamin. Good morning, Julia. Um, lovely to talk to you. Um, we're going to get on to football because I know that is your favourite topic of all time, uh, <laughs> having having dragged you into discussions on sports topics repeatedly for many years we've had you on the show. But um, we're going to talk about, uh, uh, well, I was going to say more important matters, that the lives of people are definitely more important. For Some people seem to think that football is more important than life or death. But in the case of someone being uh, murdered by a police officer, I, I think not. Derek Chauvin last night, white police officer found guilty of the second degree murder and two other counts uh, of murder and manslaughter of uh, the killing of uh, the black man George Floyd last year. Now, this uh, killing prompted extraordinary scenes. Of course, during lockdown across large parts of the world, certainly in America and Britain, we saw those huge Black Lives Matter protests, some of them going on virtual year in places like uh, Portland in Oregon. Um, We had a unanimous verdict after just 10 hours of deliberating. uh, And this when most of America was braced for if there were a, a not guilty verdict, and that was always a fear in, with American juries, uh, that uh, there would be rioting on the streets across America, not just in Minnesota. Derek Chauvin now faces up to 40 years in jail. Um, your thoughts on that verdict? 
I mean, I'm incredibly relieved that that jury found Derek Chauvin guilty because I think to any of us who'd seen the video, it seemed obvious that that was a murder of a man. It was nothing like what was appropriate police action. But there has been so many cases where to most of us, it looks obvious the police crossed the line and yet juries didn't find them guilty. And I think if that had happened, America would have been in a bad position. You know, President Biden said last night that this was a step forward. And I think that's what it is. But, you know, it'd be wrong to exaggerate exaggerate uh, this verdict because the fact that George Floyd was murdered in these circumstances in broad daylight for nine and a half minutes in front of people begging the yeah. officers the officer who's been convicted of murder and officers who remain on trial, uh, begging them to stop. You know, the fact that that could happen. He's only been found guilty uh, yesterday because of the people who filmed it and put it on it, social this media. Is, and this is the key thing. I mean, this is the, the striking difference here is with the Rodney King. I'm, I'm old enough to remember all this. Uh, in 1991, Rodney King uh, was a, a black motorist uh, who was pulled over by the police in L.A. Um, and savagely beaten. I mean, savagely beaten for 15 minutes. Whole thing caught on videotape. There's more than a dozen police officers standing around watching it. I mean, the whole thing caught there. And and then four L.A. police were acquitted of beating him. Um, and it was extraordinary, I mean, given that the, the video evidence was absolutely clear um, that this man was not, you know, he wasn't in a position to resist arrest. Uh, mm. And um, we led to five days of rioting. 50, 60 people died, including 10 shot by the police. Um, and it was extraordinary. And there, there really was a feeling, well, hold on a minute, what, you know, what did police have to do to get convicted of this? Um, I mean, in that case, thankfully, Rodney King did not die. But in this case... If we had not had a video, if we had, we had, if if this had happened, but people there were bystanders saying this had happened, um, police keeping quiet. We know that uh, uh, three other officers involved uh, also faced charges, lesser charges, but stood around quite happily watching. You can see their faces on the video. Mm. They weren't expressing any concern at all. What was happening? If there were no video, not a chance in the world that there would have been a conviction. Precisely. And actually, early this morning, I reread the report that police officials put out of the incident at the time. And it simply said that officers attended a forgery in progress with a man under the influence who was resisting arrest. No officers were injured. That was the description of what happened put out by the police. And so if we hadn't had that footage of what had happened yeah. for more than nine minutes, then it wouldn't have got this far. And I think that's a lesson of, you know, there was a debate recently about whether uh, in recent years about whether officers should have cameras in this country like they do in America and on their on their uniforms. And I think it shows the value for all involved, yeah. whether you're the accused or the officer, to be able to film these incidents because justice has been served because we could mm. see what happened in the yeah. case of Derek Chauvin. I, I, I do think, though, I mean, again, the fact that there, when we had a jury, they, they brought back a unanimous verdict. If it wasn't unanimous, we would have had a, you know, a mistrial. I mean, I have to say, Joe Biden, the American president, uh, you know, giving his, his verdict before the verdict, I thought was totally inappropriate, even with the sequestered uh, jury. And, and thank goodness, I mean, I much prefer our system where, you know, no one's allowed to give any comment whatsoever at all until it's all over. I think that's a much fairer way of doing things uh, for, for all involved. But um, but but the fact that the fact that people were on tenterhooks, the fact that people could look at all that evidence. And, and yes, of course, most of us did not sit and watch the, the whole of the trial the whole way through. The jury saw everything. But there was nothing that I saw in what the defence were bringing up that could... 
I mean, in any way, in any way, even for a nanosecond counter, the video, nine minutes and 29 seconds, we originally thought it was 8.46, a longer video showed it was nine minutes, 29 seconds, of, of a man kneeling on the neck of, of some other man, and that man then dying. I mean, it's just extraordinary. Um, but the fact that there were queries about, well, you know, that the, 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 the racial makeup of this jury, whether or not this would lead to um, a conviction or not, um, that shows a system that is horribly 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 wrong going wrong um and and and, th and there is a big issue now whether this is necessarily just a race issue whether this is a police violence issue i didn't see anything brought up in court that suggested this was specifically because derek chauvin was white and was a racist and george floyd was black um it seems to me he's just a nasty little piece of work who should has no place being in the police force I mean, I think I think one problem is that, you know, we know that disproportionately black people are on the receiving end of uh, extreme violence or likely to be shot by US police. There's lots of evidence of that. For example, just last week, yeah. uh, a female officer in the same state shot a black man who was being pulled off for, over for an incredibly minor uh, uh, car incident. And she thought she'd pulled a taser she'd yeah. actually pulled a gun and shot him dead that's what now, she claims yes that's what she claims yeah exactly and so she, there's clearly a lack of training in these police forces you know i'm incredibly proud of many of our police in this country because very few of them carry guns and so many times we see incidents where something that looks you know incredibly terrifying is is managed to be brought down mm. by trained officers who have the intelligence and the you know physical skills yep. to deal with problems without violence or without guns and so if they can do it in this country as they do most of the time then they're sure that they could be trained properly in yeah, America indeed. and it's a lack of funding and it's a choice I think in the fact that a lot of violent men go into the police which isn't nearly as well funded yeah. as it is in but, most but, Western but also I mean again not, certainly not the defence of Derek Chauvin we also got a lot, just a lot of violence anyway the, the, the incidents of guns our police officers are not routinely dealing with people who are likely to have, have a gun now I know that of course this wasn't a police shooting um, although again two other incidents of police shootings in the last week uh, but just the latest statistics if you look at you know um, America uh, overall police shoot fatal police shootings 999 in 2019 um in this country three i mean that just tells you i mean what what a different society we live in so when people talk about this this is a historical decision this has repercussions for around the world i'm not entirely sure it does i think i think this is a very specific problem to the united states i mean not saying that britain doesn't have problems uh that, that need to be dealt with uh, in in terms of uh, racism or, or or police violence in on occasion but uh, in terms of a systemic ongoing issue i think this is very specific to the united states let's move on to your area of expertise this is the subject i think actually will be of more significance for an awful lot of people in this country um, than, than uh, a police, police violence in another country overseas. And that's the European Super League. Um, six British, sorry, English clubs uh, abandoned yesterday their plans for the breakaway league. £3.5 billion uh, on, on the table there. Massive backlash uh, to Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal and Tottenham for their plans to join six other Spanish and uh, Italian clubs to join this European Super League. Um, huge backlash from fans, from players, from managers, politicians, the media, other clubs in the Premier League, FIFA, UEFA. Um, I mean, you name it. Everybody, everybody was was opposed to this. Threats of legal action, windfall taxes by the government, all of that. Um, ban on playing in the Premier League, the Euros, the World Cup uh, and all that. Um the fact that these big, I mean, huge big clubs have pulled out, does that suggest that, that, that they, they thought that they, 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 were, they were surprised by the backlash? Because 
why would any, why would any club not think, especially having not even consulted a single player or a manager, that that this would go down well? I mean, it's just extraordinary, you know, given the scale of the, the backlash that you just referred to, you know, even Prince William saying that he shares concerns, you know, and he's not a man that treads into to big debates lightly. It was clear that basically universal opposition to this move. So you have to wonder who was making these decisions for the clubs. It seems like it was just the owners who saw one thing, and that was the money that they could make. You know, they hadn't consulted anybody. And these clubs make the most incredible amounts of money from charging frankly, in my opinion, extortionate amounts to go and watch the clubs uh, play at the stadiums, the amount of cost that they have for buying a shirt. These are all incredibly expensive things. And it's going into the pockets of some very rich people who, in large part, aren't even from this country, let alone uh, have a history with the clubs that they own. And I think what this represented was, you know, lots of fans standing up and being backed by politicians who could see the scale of their constituent backlashes with this to try and stop it happening. The only thing that I liked about this story is that uh, they essentially wanted Eurovision rules, which is where the biggest clubs automatically qualify for the final, uh, which is which is how I explained it to myself as I tried to understand. I the process. love that explanation. That that is perfectly. I mean, that's the thing. That, <laughs> it was a number of the billionaire owners. I mean, you know, from various different countries, um, but some of the leading ones from America, where they do have this sort of closed system, where basically you know everyone slaps everyone on the back and you're guaranteed your place. Uh, but it's quite interesting to see some of the. Uh, I think it was Pep Guardiola here saying, you know, look, it's not a sport if there's no if there's no penalty for losing. I mean, and that. Mm. You know, there has to it has to be big stakes. But it, it, the backlash was extraordinary. I wonder how much it has been the backlash of of the fans. You know, a few hundred people turning up outside uh, Stamford Bridge for the Chelsea match last night. I wonder how much that is an issue, rather than the political backlash um, and the you know the threat you can't play in the Premier League, you can't play. You know, the players wouldn't be able to play in in uh, World Cup or, or Euros, and and all of that that actually then took away a lot of the financial benefit. The the damage it's doing to you know to sponsorship. That, you know, there's an element where an awful lot of these organisations that would want to be spending big money with a big Super League, where like, mil, you know billion people could be watching, well they don't want to get involved with something that's supposedly unpopular with fans. Um, so it, it, I wonder how much of this is also you know the political threat of of you know uh, lots of you know ta- new windfall taxes stopping their players coming to the UK that this was getting into very very complicated political territory mm. for these clubs wasn't it yeah, I mean, there was the threat of super taxes for a super league. And I think a lot of clubs, the you know, the account books would have looked very different after the backlash and the threats from government and the threats from yeah. sponsors. And I think for individual football players, you know, that get paid large amounts of money to do uh, corporate deals because lots of people buy into them. Well, if all those fans turn on them for backing this project, well, they're not going to make much money as individuals yeah. compared to right now as well. And so it seemed clear. But, but what's extraordinary is how it got so far as to be a announced to have its own Twitter account. They clearly had a setup to present this to the world, and yet they hadn't spoken to anybody about whether they wanted to be involved in it. And I think, you know, whoever's doing uh, public affairs or communications for these football clubs, I think they're going to have a pretty short career afterwards, because this has to be the absolute worst example of trying to convince people of an idea that I have ever come across. Indeed, yes. Well, we've already seen the uh, resignation of the Man United Chief Executive, Ed Woodward, uh, who's uh, pretty much the architect of this plan so fascinating we'll get talk about this a little bit more uh, with John Barnes of course former England uh, footballer in just a few moments at 7 o'clock uh, 6.48 is the time in the meantime let's get an update on the travel this is Talk Radio The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio
If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.